0: You got the it
1: strongest soldiers, so it's, it's never over. Even if you need someone to hold you to keep your composure. Even on the days you're moving slow and can't seem to focus. You were meant for greatness and you know it, you just gotta show it. Know you question life a couple times, but it's okay you growing. Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay you on it. Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it. Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes. All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it. Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it.
0: Welcome, kings and queens, to One Sick B. I am your host, certified One Sick B. Here at One Sick B, we don't cry, we thrive. We don't whine, we whine. The definition of One Sick B is a strong individual that faces unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. Today, I am so blessed with a guest, beautiful guest, beautiful Hispanic queen named Crystal. Crystal is an MS content creator on Instagram. And when I'm talking about a content creator, content creator, educating us and informing us on multiple sclerosis. And she's also an MS warrior for over 15 plus years. Welcome, Crystal. How are you today?
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Thank you, Crystal. Uh, We all are going through COVID, going on three years. I call it negative COVID-19. I'm not saying that positive things haven't came out of it because they have, but I'm <laughs> saying negative COVID-19 because there's a lot of other things that are going on because we have autoimmune diseases. You know what I'm saying? So how have exactly. you been doing during COVID?
2: Honestly, it's been a struggle. I won't lie to you. It's been very difficult. Um, given the situation that I'm in, I'm taking a MS medication that has left me immunosuppressed. So I'm living the immunocompromised life where I've been staying at home. I've been taking extra care of myself in terms of not going out as much, having to resort to delivery services or curbside pickup. Um, I don't interact with others other than my family who I live with and it's it's been hard it's difficult to still remain at home and that's definitely taken a toll on my mental health which I can definitely see other people living with this struggle too and it's it's an ongoing struggle that's yeah I I, I I believe it is I think
0: it's Twice as hard because we are immunosuppressed, and I'm on Okravis as well, so um, Mm -hmm. we are that high risk. And so, uh, far as me, I've had the anxiety too. Uh, Anxiety has been really, really bad. Uh, The only thing that has came out of COVID, I mean, there has been great things that came out of COVID, but now it seems as if people understand. Uh, With autoimmune diseases, now we're able to work from home when that means we had the capability prior to COVID, I believe, but you know, here, that's here and there, you know, employers do what employers want, but now all of a sudden they have access for us to work at home. Uh, So Crystal, tell me about when you were diagnosed and if and when before diagnosis, you were young. So just tell me about when you got diagnosed. Yeah,
2: of course. Um, So my journey started at the age of 11. Um, The moment that I realized that something was wrong was when I was heading from school to home. So I was walking from school to home. And I would always walk with my sister. um, And I started feeling complete numbness and loss of strength from the entire right side of my body. And initially, I thought, I guess this is normal, right? Like when your limb falls asleep and like your leg falls asleep and you just shake it off and like the sensation will come back. But unfortunately that never happened. And it got so bad to the point where I would have to drag my leg to be able to walk. Um, I would use my little sister who was like tiny, tiny. Um, she's four years younger than me. And she was like, like the tiniest little thing trying to help me walk home and like I would kind of use her like as a crutch and it it just kept getting worse and worse and I eventually told my parents like I told them something's going on with me and I'm not sure what exactly it is and so we went to the local county hospital which is the only hospital in in our area and the doctors there told me that I had been dealing with back in the brain and and even in that instance they were like okay you have this problem um we're gonna give you this medication and you're good to go and we just kept thinking okay but what does this mean like I had never heard about this like what are we supposed to do about this will this continue to be a problem and it did I kept getting sick and um, thankfully I was able to go see a neurologist in Phoenix which is three hours away from the border town where I grew up in and that's where I finally got my multiple sclerosis diagnosis but I even with the diagnosis finally there I was still so confused I was confused I was scared I was I was in shock but mostly and I feel like this is a problem that I've had throughout my entire journey was that that's when the denial started I realized this is not me. like yeah. I like how is how is this a part of my life now especially as a child yeah. like it was just a lot to really take in and I mean, that also brought up a lot of problems that I never realized that I would have to be dealing with. I mean, yes, throughout my life I've had to translate, um I have had to serve as a translator or an interpreter for my parents. For your since parents, they don't speak right. English. Yeah. They they're from Mexico. They So at amazing. this age,
0: uh, you are translating your diagnosis to your parents too?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, the moments where we would go to doctor's offices and there was that one receptionist, there was that one nursing assistant that would actually speak Spanish. The sense of relief was immense.
0: I, was I, I believe so. You are a child. Yeah. Re, you are a child interpreting and telling your parents what you're going through that you're not even sure what it is. Don't mm-hmm. want to know you're going through it so mentally. Family's important. Your family was supportive. Uh yes, to you. I am
2: very grateful for that.
0: Like it my parents, like
2: they as soon as they knew, like, okay, like we're dealing with this, like, how are we gonna handle it? They were very supportive. They were willing to even take me to a different doctor in Mexico to seek a different opinion. Yeah. And they told us the same thing. Um, Yes, it's multiple sclerosis. Like she's going to be living with this disease for the rest of her life. Um, And she's going to have to seek treatment for it. Um, But I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. And to be perfectly honest, I still don't know what I'm doing. Like I feel like you don't really become a pro living with a chronic illness, especially with one as unpredictable as multiple sclerosis every day is a different day exactly we never know what to expect yeah and it it definitely catches me by surprise even till this day and definitely catches my parents by surprise my siblings by surprise so I'm very grateful that my support system has been very very attentive to me and very compassionate towards my situation
0: so even though you were eight years old, if you could go back and tell the eight-year-old you. 11. 11? Yes. Yeah. My apologies. I don't know why. I can't <laughs> you're <say>. fine. <laughs> I, my apologies. 11. I'm, I didn't mean to. Uh, what would okay. you tell the 11-year-old you? Any advice you could give the 11-year-old you? Because there are pediatric, uh, juvenile, uh, multiple sclerosis. I was diagnosed at 17 but my first symptoms Mm -hmm. were at nine so I thought it was juvenile arthritis that's what they told me
2: yeah okay yeah um oh that's that's I think about that sometimes like what would I tell myself
0: I would tell myself to hold on
2: I would tell myself that you're not alone yes I feel like throughout the first couple of years like I think up until the point when I was in my mid-20s I I always thought that I was by myself like I was the only one dealing with this no one in my proximity that I knew of had a mess unfortunately in my family I'm the only one that has a mess too so me as well it's very difficult to have to explain to people the symptoms that we have to deal with, especially since multiple sclerosis is considered an invisible disease or invisible illness. Sorry. Um, it's it's a struggle. And I it makes me sad to think that this little kid had to deal with all of this by herself, but that shouldn't have to be the case. Like, there's so many people and thankfully with the rise of social media and the increase in more MS medications that make, make it so much easier for you to have options. Like I, to me, it would, that would be my advice to, to my 11 year old self. You're not alone.
0: Yeah, that, that's, how does Crystal self-care and self-love what things do you do to celebrate you because we're going to get into your advocacy but I want to know how do you self-love and self-care how do you celebrate the queen that you are oh um I that's a tough
2: one um
0: that means you need to celebrate yourself. Exactly.
2: <laughs> if, if That's going sure to be, be my, my answer. You deserve
0: that. to celebrate who you are in this moment, in this day, in this time, in this period. You need to celebrate you. Yeah.
2: I feel like with the ongoing pandemic like being inside a lot I like kind of limited my options to be able to do self-care. And yeah. I know that self-care so self, sorry, self-care represents Manifest itself in different ways. So it could yeah. simply be doing your skincare, like going on
0: a walk. Yeah. Mine um, is Netflix and chilling. My, my okay, thing is Netflix, Netflix. Like, ne- I, I'm telling you, every time <laughs> I go through my flare up, like I have a different diversion of what I, in my mind, when I'm going through a bad ex- excavation, because clearly I have primary progressive, so it's not a flare up, it's a decline. But I, I would say this is. My time to talk to God. This is my one-on-one time. This is between me and him. And this is time for me to, I call it a, a place of worship. So it's me thanking God and talking to him and asking him to carry me through this next phase and straight Netflix and chilling.
2: Well, I definitely enjoy my my Netflix binge watching. Um, I One thing that I really enjoyed before, which I definitely want to start doing again is reading. Um, growing up as a teenager, I would just eat the books up. I would read them. I would not stop until I finished the books. Like, I love literature. I love reading novels. Um, i definitely want to get into that again. To me, that, that brought me so much happiness. Um, traveling. I love to travel.
0: It's COVID that, yeah, COVID. That's where that's what COVID kind of gave us a different <laughs> a, a different direction for that. Let's talk about advocacy. I found Crystal on IG. Um, she was creating a reel. If anybody doesn't know what a reel is, it's kind of like a short clip or video. It can be expressive, and she's a content creator. But her content creation is advocating for multiple sclerosis, this avo- this invisible disease that we face. And it's so important that our advocates advocate and they're honest and they're authentic and they tell their real life situations. So Crystal, can you tell me how you started advocating for multiple sclerosis?
2: I started in 2020, ironically, during the spark of the pandemic. Um, I had never really shared my diagnosis with anyone. And I would have never thought that I would be sharing it with the world on social media. But I just had a moment of reflection and a discussion with my sister, who I'm very close to. And I just finally told myself, like, you need to allow yourself to share this side of your story because, because, like, it's a part of you. Like, I mean, I've always gone back and forth with the phrase like ms i have ms but it it doesn't have me doesn't have me but ms does have me it's a part of me it also defines me it's it's a huge part of my life so i i just thought let's just start doing it like let's start sharing like what you've lived through and the adventures that i've lived with ms are are definitely stories to be told but um, but yeah, I just started sharing um, different, different experiences on social media and then TikTok and Instagram Reels became a huge thing. And I thought yeah. to myself like, there's all these ideas that I think about and I'm like, I'm gonna make one and I'll see if somebody else can relate to it. And- Definitely can, little, definitely little did I everything die, is yeah.
0: relatable from the steroids. That's relatable. That, you know, that I was like, Oh yeah, that's me. That definitely is me. So you, I mean, you do a wonderful job of advocating. And um, I love also that you're a Hispanic female and you're advocating for your community because there's not a lot of Hispanic females. I mean, I've, of course, since I'm out here and I'm looking for people that I've seen them, but they're it's not a lot of us minorities that step up and we are comfortable exposing our, uh, our, our autoimmune disease. And I think part of the reason why we're nervous about exposing to everybody that we have autoimmune disease because we take it as people might use our weakness against us.
2: I would see that, yeah. I, I feel like also like there has never been as much representation when it comes to multiple sclerosis I mean, I can tell you, like, when I would go to the doctor's office, three hours away from my hometown, I would show up with my mom, who didn't speak English. Um, right. And all I would see was white women. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it, I feel like that idea also made me think, like, I can't relate to anyone. Like, there's no one that can relate to me. How am I supposed to share my experiences? when people won't understand what I'm going through and so I'm very happy that now that I've been sharing all of this on social media I've become friends with so many people from different backgrounds and their MS experience matters and I'm I'm so yes. happy that I'm able to learn from them and I'm able to understand like what it has been like to live with multiple sclerosis on their end and yeah I think it's a beautiful thing and I'm happy that by sharing my story and being vulnerable online, like if it helps just one person, then it's worth it.
0: Definitely. And what you're doing is helping more than one person, but I definitely understand because I say it all the time if just one person listens to the podcast and is inspired by the people I'm interviewing. Then that's a blessing in the whole, um, what you're doing is great. Um, I already asked you, what advice would you give somebody newly advised, uh, newly diagnosed, but let's talk about current. What advice would you give to somebody who's going through what we're going through right now, who they feel like they see more down days than they see up days and they know, they feel like they can not make it, but they're looking and searching for a reason to make it. What advice would you give them?
2: Given my personal experience, um be like throughout my MS journey I was also diagnosed with depression and anxiety so I can definitely say that I understand that situation where like you feel like the the bad days sometimes over overtake the good ones yeah but cherish the good ones too as much as you you think that the bad ones are are just what defines this entire journey, like, cherish the good ones too. And I mean, I keep saying this, but when you feel lonely, like, you, you can reach out to people. And I know that's a difficult thing to do, especially now that many of us are still at home. And aren't able to interact with our friends or family or like just being out in public and being comfortable. And that's something that I've spoken to Brandy about. Like, I feel very uncomfortable being out yeah. in public. anxiety. Still. Yeah, the social anxiety is really bad. Yeah. Um, I'm working on it. Um, yeah, one day at a time. Yeah, exactly. One step but, at a time,
0: not even day, one yeah. step at a time. Yeah. yeah, we discussed this and I literally said, one or two steps, that's it.
2: Yeah, but I feel like one shouldn't have to go through these, these struggles, these battles alone. And I would never want anyone to experience what I have experienced. So if it means that just shooting a message to someone through Instagram, sending a DM and being like, hey, how are you doing? Like, that's more than enough even like having that that feeling that okay someone cares and someone's thinking about me then that just makes a world of a difference and thankfully I've had people on social media who are a part of the MS community who have done that to me where Mm -hmm. they they reach out to me and they ask me how I'm doing when they notice that I'm not active on social media yeah and
0: that to me that's everything yeah it's a beautiful yeah. thing it feels good especially when somebody else knows exactly what you're going through like exactly. it's harder when you your are everyday people you're surrounded by they see what you're going through but for somebody to actually have feel the physical elements that we go through that is it's important um is there, can you please tell my kings and queens where they can find you at on social media? Because my, my favorite part is certifying you. But before I certify you, can you please tell my kings and queens where they can find you at? Or if you have any words of advice uh, or anything I, that I should have asked you that you would like to express?
2: So, with multiple sclerosis, it manifests itself in like completely different for everyone. So, No one is the perfect picture of what MS is. No one can truly define what MS is. So we're all living different experiences, but we also don't have the same access to resources as the next person. So I feel like access to care, to healthcare, um, should definitely be equal for everyone and I've gone through my struggles with the healthcare system. I'm sure that, sorry, other people can say the same.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's it's a
2: struggle out there, you know. Like we're all we're already living with such an unpredictable and like Uh, wild disease. disease. Yeah. Yeah. So, should be easier. Things should be a tad bit easier. And I mean, I, one thing also that I would like to share with other MS fighters or warriors is that if you feel like you, you're not getting the support that you deserve from your doctor, ask questions, reach out to other MS fighters, reach out to to organizations there's many organizations out there that are like willing to help you and have access to so many resources um but also you can reach out to me yeah <laughs> honestly like i it makes me so happy when i get messages from people around the world even if it's like so how did you feel like experiencing this or like yeah. what do you think about this and honestly it's such a cool feeling to think that i i, I could even consider myself a resource and I always tell people, like, if I can't find the answer for you, if, if I don't have the answer for you now, I'll help you find an answer. Like, yeah. we'll do it together. And and so, yeah, like, this community has shown me love, has shown me support, has shown me compassion. And I I'm happy that I was, I took a leap of faith and decided to be vulnerable on social media because... It was definitely worth it.
0: <laughs> yes, tell them where they can find you at.
2: Uh, yes, so you can find me on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, and my handle is just Crystal Bedoya.
0: This is my favorite part, Crystal. You are a queen. That you're a great sister. You love it, your parents, you have had heavy pressures, unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles from being a child at the 11 year, age of 11 years old. You advocate, you care for others, you reach out and the way you advocate inspires uh, others. It helps others feel not alone. You may at times feel alone, but you're not alone either. You are a queen, you are a warrior. Uh, you are a strong individual that has faced unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life threw at you at a young age without warning. And you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. So, Crystal, I certify One Sick B, have certified you One Sick B. Thank you. <laughs> you are so welcome. And thank you for coming on One Sick B. I appreciate you.
2: Thank you so much. I-, I love being here and I love being a part of this amazing podcast so thank you so much brandy
0: thank you so much kings and
1: queens catch us next time on one sick beat know you question life a couple times, but it's okay you growing. know you got to read between the lines, but it's okay you on it. know you got some people in your life that's going to make you want it. know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes. All you ever do is smile because they make you worth it. Already know this life ain't perfect, but you got to work it. You got to adapt it to the pain and you got used to hurting. And you're the one that's needed help. You used to offer service. You're not alone. I by yourself. Now don't forget that. Always fighting, always fighting for the get back, and you always trying, always grinding, and I'm with that. You're such a fighter, and your strength is where your gifts at. You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform. When you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more. Let's not forget the God sent the strongest soldiers to war. Like God sent the strongest soldiers to You war. know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform. And when you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more. Let's not forget the God sent the strongest soldiers to war. Yeah, like, God sent the strongest soldiers to war.